Hello Sagittarius friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my report, Sagittarius March 2021 Astrology Must Knows. I'm going to tell everybody right from the beginning of the videos this month that this is my absolute favorite month of the entire year of 2021 and possibly even of 2020. And I'm going to give you a bunch of reasons for why that is and why we have to celebrate and I'm going to give you a lot of things specific for Sagittarius as far as must-knows for the month as well. But the first major must-know that we have to take the time to talk about is why this month is so awesome and why I'm so excited about it. Because as everyone knows, we've had some pretty crappy transits for an extended period of time. A lot of heaviness, a lot of difficulties, and this month is very, very different. Okay, so the first reason is there are way more sweet aspects than salty ones this month. It's the first time that that's happened in a very long time, and it's not going to happen again for the whole of 2021. Okay, so the percentage of sweet compared to challenging aspects really is the is the overshadowing, you know, um, storyline for the experience of the general zodiac influence. And this month is just sweet aspect after sweet aspect. Very rare. Okay, very, very exciting, very long overdue, right? Now, even some of the ones that we could list as possibly going salty, those are ones, a lot of those are, are, and there aren't even that many of them, but, but of them, many of them can go either way. So they like could be super sweet or could be salty. So that like even adds more into the, the sweet zesty part, okay? Another reason why I'm so excited about this month is that the domination of outer planet clashes that has become our norm is not happening this month. So we track different things when we're looking at an astrological forecast. We look at the fast moving planets. They blow in, they blow out, they do their things. They're usually not of major consequence. And, you know, that's what we track in the, in the monthly horoscopes because they change really regularly. But the outer planets are the planets that take a long time to move around. And when they are locked in a, math a notable mathematical configuration, that, that configuration lasts for a long time because the planets go retrograde back and forth over each other and that tends to you know, go over sometimes years. So all of 2020 and in January and February of 2021, we had outer planet clashes that were really major. And we've got some freedom from that this month. We're going to have some of that cycle back around again later in the year, but this month, for the first time, we're free of it. So that's another reason to celebrate. Something else has to do with the fact that we don't have personal planets retrograde this month. And even though we've got a little wearing off of some post-Mercury retrograde shadow lingering towards the beginning of the month, as the month develops, that just burns off completely. And with it, burns off the confusion, the lack of clarity, the inability to plan, because retrogrades tend to call things into question, and this one will be no exception. You've been noticing, I'm sure, since January, February, you know, we are in this Mercury retrograde uncertainty where you can't make any plans because you don't know how things are going to go, and plans that you made, they're dissolving away or getting called into question, and that's the nature of the personal planet retrogrades. But as March goes on, and then the rest of March and all of April, we're not going to be dealing with any of that. So the confusion for many people in many situations is going to dissolve away. You're going to start to be able to see more than two feet in front of you. We haven't been able to really do anything, right? Because we don't know what's going to go on with the politics, with the, you know, mandates, with things in our lives for other reasons. And so 
we'll be able to start to see further in the distance and we'll also be able to start to plan further in the distance and that is a very welcome relief okay now that's not going to be every person's complete exact experience because there are many factors that affect our individual experience in our own personal charts but for the global experience this is starting to crack open and this is going to be true for very very many people and hopefully it will be true for you so along with the personal planets, you know, being direct also comes this zest and this forward movement. And while I was very excited and shared with you December and January, we did start to have some movement and we did get to sneak some things in that still was under the mist of the eclipses and the outer planet clashes. And so we had openness, but with all this, like all these contingencies, but now we're starting to have the openness and then getting deeper into this openness without the contingencies. And we know that Saggy friends, myself included, having many placements in Sag myself, we love free flow. We just wanna go flow, right? We wanna be flowing. We don't want things to be stymied and stuck and be uncertain. And one of the things that Sagis like to do best is to plan trips. And we have not been able to really do that. Um, so, many Sagittarius are going to actually travel this month, okay? There are going to be places in the world where travel restrictions and mandates are still interfering with that free flow, but there could be local travel, all right? Mars moving into Gemini means that things are going to get extra busy for everyone, and especially Sagis. so just know you're going to be moving around a lot, and whether that's just local from running errands or doing things with your kids or possibly, you know, um, just extra stuff, you'll see what I mean when it comes up, but it could also actually be travel. And um, March and April is amazing for Sagis for travel, okay? Not like, again, I don't know what each country is going to mandate and what is going to be true in, in each situation, but there are going to be a lot of Sagis that are going to be very mobile in this period of time. And those who aren't, you're going to actually start to be able to make some plans or get some, like, have some belief in the fact that we're actually going to be doing some traveling again. So if you're not traveling, there's a good chance you might be making plans for future travel. And for Sagis, sometimes that's actually the same thing. If we know we're going to go somewhere, then we're excited about that, right? Even if, if even if it's not yet. Okay. So this month for Sagis specifically is, um, is split into the first three weeks and then the last like 10 days. Okay. So the first three weeks of the month is dominated by Pisces energies. We're going to talk about what that means for Sag. It's a completely different energy than when the sun and Venus get into Aries on the, around the 21st of March. And then the, the, the energies start to move into Aries. Okay. So the end of March is like Sag's heyday. Okay, the last 10 days of March, most of April, when those fire planets start raising, raging and, and racing, that's going to light everything up for us, okay? But the weeks before that, there are some points to note. Now, I am so grateful as a Sag that we have so many other buoying energies this month because usually for the March report, I have to have the, the discussion with Sages, like, okay, Saggy friends, look back historically at March for yourself. And notice that sometimes March is kind of hard for Sages. Ugh. I don't like it. Right? Because the planets moving through Pisces make an awkward angle for Sag placements. It, it's a bad, you know, uncomfortable, it's a square, basically. And that square is is a point of tension 
And that can come up in any and every area of life, and it does, but it's usually especially focused on home and family. And in some cases, like transportation, cars, vehicles, you know, in that, that period of time, like February, March, this, this tends to come up for SAGES, like devices, equipment failures, or topics of having to purchase or deal with, you know, repairs. But home and family is like a big one. And a lot of times, stressful things go on in the family, and SAGES have to deal with them. And, you know, and sometimes it's not terrible. Sometimes there are just beautiful things that happen, okay? So I don't want you to be scared. But you do need to know that as much, if you can leave, especially the first three weeks, open to like deal with things, you'll be glad you didn't schedule yourself too heavy because things are going to come up in your home and family, in your house, in your, like all of this, things are going to come up. That's, that's all I can tell you, okay? But usually I'd have to have that discussion that I just had and there might not be like a bunch of other things that are like, but maybe this other stuff can lift that, okay? Usually it's just like, uh, that might be bad and I have to tell you and that's it. But because this month is so amazing with the beautiful aspects and because Saturn and Jupiter are both in Aquarius, two outer planets are in Aquarius in aspects that are super supportive for Sag, there's a chance that that tendency for March to be terrible might be lifted a little bit, okay? So it might be better. Um, or if something happens, there might be extra support or there might be some other very wonderful things going on that help to kind of diffuse whatever challenges may come up from those Piscean placements, okay? But do ex- expect some lingering confusion in the first part of March of the uncertainty of not really knowing what to do and high emotion and you know trying to make plans and not being able to quite do it just yet. But as March develops, this is going to shift. You're going to get the clarity. You're going to be able to make the plans and the heavy emotions going to wear off and then you're going to reemerge probably better off from the challenges that you went through. And this is one of the saving graces of this time of year for Sag, is that we have to address emotional things at this time. Now, please hear what I'm saying. Sometimes people confuse this particular topic. Sages like action. And Sages love to talk about emotions and feelings. But the taking of the time to feel them, I'm not saying that Sages don't feel emotions, because obviously we do, very, very, very deep. All humans are sentient beings, and we're all feeling beings. But Sages tend to sublimate their emotions into positivity, like, oh, I don't feel good, but that's okay because, you know, of this, or trying to look at the bright side, or, you know, trying to control what we can control and just, like, let the rest slide off of us like, you know, oil on a, on a duck's feathers. And that's a wonderful way to go through life. And it has very many advantages that very many people can learn from to improve their lives from something that we do naturally. But there is a tendency with that, that we don't always take the time to deal with emotions or we're dismissive of feelings that we have. Um, and then they go into our bodies or they make us anxious. They, you know, they get stored and then we get restless or anxious or whacked out. And in some cases have physical maladies from the emotional things that we didn't take the time to work with. So the beautiful blessing about March is that, and when the, when the planets go in Pisces, basically, so this is like from the end of February into March, and sometimes it staggers a little on, on either direction depending on um, the, the movement of, of the other personal planets, 
is this time to like, wow, just sit and feel, you know, sit and feel with, with the people who are feeling around us, sit and feel our own feelings, go back, do some deep psychological work. I love to plan things like um, past life regressions, hypnotherapy, um, anything having to do with psychological healing and spiritual, you know, healing at this time. So if you proactively plan those appointments, you'll be really glad that you did because when things start coming up, then you can just address them. And by addressing them, then problems that you had can clear up. And then we emerge into this exciting, very exciting time at the end of March, being so much better off than we were before all of this came up. But it's just something that we have to walk through, something to be afraid of, but you are going to have to deal with some things. But what you are going to also have the chance to do is to claim a lot of your power back from some places that you have been diffusing it, okay? So in many cases, you're giving your power away to people, to situations, to fears, to addictions, to different things. And this month is a month where you can look at it and say, wow, I'm giving my power away to these situations. And then you gently and lovingly pull it back, pull it back, pull back your power, and then the power that's surrounding you and circulating around you and for your personal power to do things with, to create with, to be happy with, to help others with, that's going to, to be so much more um, profound, okay, as the month goes on and then, then you're going to step into a major power period in March and April, okay? So um, expect to be overstimulated from the Mars and Gemini. Expect to have your um, relationships really brought into the forefront. Okay, we've got a couple of different things to talk about with relationships this month. One is global for everybody and one is specific for Sages, okay? So for Sages, Mars is moving into Gemini. We talked about how this is going to bring travel and busyness and you know, you know all of that stuff. But what it's also going to bring is a focus on the seventh house. And the seventh house has to do with your relationships and the people, you know, your accountants, your administrative assistant, like people you're in relationship with of all kinds, your spouse, your kids, your family. And the, the later you are in Sag, the more there's still going to be this focus on health. Okay, so as you know, as December rolls on for, from the birthday perspective, or as the degrees wear on, there's going to be a lingering energy from um, February and even January, where health was really like in the forefront, and you'll, you're going to notice that over time into March and April, that focus in those arenas on pets, you know, February March really strong for pets and um, things like that. The, the relationship sector is going to start to really get in the f- full focus. And you're going to have more energy to put power into your relationships. You're going to have more energy to um, and, f- and desire to solve problems within relationships and to get on the same page with someone. If you're in, in fighting with someone or, com- or in a combative situation, then there'll be more opportunity for you to, to change that, alchemically change that energy into how can we get on the same side? How can I hear what this person is saying? How can I um, you know, present what I'm saying in a way without charge that we can really get on the same page here? And you could be very, very, very productive in your projects with other people. So that's definitely going to come up. Now, at the very end of the month, the 28th and the 29th, we have a full moon in Libra. And that's going to bring relationship focus for everyone in the Zodiac because Libra has to do with relationships. It's that same house there's going to be a full moon in that same house that Mars is moving through for Sagittarius. So drama, completion, fruition, bringing to the light, awareness of relationship things, 
especially potent in those days at the end of the month, the 28th, the 29th. There is a little bit of energy around possibly victimhood or feeling betrayed or understanding patterns of betrayal or seeing where maybe you were contributing to a pattern that maybe you were thinking it was someone else and you have an awareness like, wow, maybe I could have done better in that situation too. So there's that possibility. So that's going to come up. But in general, for Sages, it's at least at a nice angle for you, okay? So even though there is a little bit of mischief there and there could be a little bit of stress, um, it will usually probably pass in a few days. Um, and because it's a nice angle for Sages, hopefully that will make it a little bit softer. And the feelings, the experience of that nice angle will be felt more the closer to eight degrees you have any placements. So if you have any Sag placements that are close to eight degrees, um, you could see some really positive things, especially from this full moon. And so eight degrees would be like the last couple of days of December, really, you know, and you might feel this some in the beginning of January and some like after Christmas, kind of Christmas to the first few days of um, January. But the closer you are to like the 28th, the 29th, that's going to be even more intense. But again, that's a positive angle. Okay. So the last thing that I want to talk about for Sages has to do with the transits of the, the transiting nodes. Okay, so the north and south node are, well, astrologers call everything planets, but some things we refer to in the sky, they're not actually heavenly bodies and you couldn't see them if you looked because they're mathematical calculations that we sort of place, place a, 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 a little icon there and say this is here, kind of denoting that that's where the math is lining up. And the nodes are two of those placements. So the north node is our area of highest expression in this lifetime, our dharma, what we came here to do. And our south node is the karma, is the gifts and challenges that we came in with are the, the things that we have to overcome in this lifetime. And here I've been really excited to drop this bomb on you guys, okay? So you know I talk about eclipses a lot and I also periodically will talk about these nodes. But what I haven't strung together for you before is that the nodes actually move through the signs that the eclipse cycle is moving through. Okay, so if you're ever not really sure about how long the eclipse cycle lasts or what the eclipse cycle is in, because you know, sometimes eclipse cycles, well, they're anywhere between a year and a half, two years, two and a half years even. Um, so we're in a Sagittarius Gemini eclipse cycle as of, you know, um, the earlier in 2020. And that ends, you know, towards the end of 2021, kind of beginning of 2022. And so that whole time that that eclipse cycle is going on, so every time we have eclipses, they're you know in the Sagittarius Gemini and we're working the ground in those areas, which is particularly potent for Sagittarius placements. Okay, so this is, we're kind of in a major power time of radical change and exoneration of um, you know karma from karma and really just stepping into our highest destiny in a bigger way. So you you can look at the nodal placements if you know how to do this in the charts. And I'm telling you here, they're in the middle, they're at 15 degrees-ish, between 15 and 12 degrees this month of Sag and Gemini, okay? So what that means is that for every Sag placement, we're really, in that period of time from earlier in 2020 through the beginning of 2022, we're in this major, major time of clearing out all this stuff and stepping into the highest expression. And these um, nodes have uh, keys for us as they're working. And the keys are in the locations that have to do with our relationships with ourself and other people. And 
issues with codependency, things like that. And there's more to it as well, but I just really wanted to help you understand that the, the more that you track eclipses, just know that they're having to do with what you need to let go of and what you need to, to open up to. Okay, and so asking yourself that question um, is going to be really important. And for those of you who are like, your birthdays are between the 2nd and the 6th of December, or you're between 12 and 15 degrees, that question and that topic is going to be especially strong for you all this month. Now, everybody else who's after the 6th or after 15 degrees, you've already been going through this up until March. And then the rest of you, you this is opposite, because usually people later in the month are experiencing things later in time, but because the nodes are moving in this kind of backwards configuration, it goes the other way. So it started with um, Sag at, at the late degree of Sag, and now it's cycling its way back to the early degree of Sag. So when the um, south node gets to one degree of Sagittarius, that's going to be when the eclipse cycle ends. So everybody for December 2nd and earlier, from March moving forward, you're going to really be in this like, what am I supposed to do with my life? What, you know, what what's karma has to be burnt off? What am, you know, um, what do I need to do to let go of the things that aren't serving me? What do I need to step into? How can I activate my highest destiny? Those type of questions are going to be coming up in a really big way for all Sages. Um, but for those of you, you know, the the second and before that's going to be moving on from the rest of March to the rest of uh, 2020. One, rather. Okay, so those are the things that are most on my mind for Sages. And obviously, I'm very excited about this month. I'm very hopeful that all of the, the sweet aspects with Jupiter and Saturn, all of these sweet aspects in general, um, are going to help buoy any of the challenges that tend to come at this time and that this can still wind up being a profoundly positive month regardless of what else may show up. Okay, so if you'd like even more information about the astrology ahead and how you can make the most of it, first go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. You'll see a little note there that says, Dear Friend, I'm Annie Botticelli, and it will have a sign up right there on the front page. That's where you sign up for my free email newsletter. You'll want to sign up for this because you will get delivered into your inbox one month early each month my write-up, a comprehensive write-up of the month ahead, including all the sweet dates, all the salty dates, what you might expect with those, and lots of details about what you can expect for the month and what to be aware of and what to celebrate. Okay, while you're at AnnieHelpsYou.com, click in the right top corner under blog, and I've got all different types of blogs, but of note here with this astrology forecast is my astrology blog, so you can check that out. Then go to CozyBySweetStarlight.com and note, note that in the notes underneath this video, if you click on the little more arrow underneath the video, it will reveal all of the, the notes with these actual links so that you don't have to just remember what I'm saying because they're all always underneath the video. So you can go to CozyBySweetStarlight.com, get my written horoscopes for each sign up one month early as usual. I like to give you time for planning. Also, I've got extensive different categories for healthy living and astrology kissed living. So herbal teas for each sign, yoga for each sign as the sun moves through the signs. So you'll want to check that out. It's a beautiful site. 
then definitely also go to loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. That's my school, Luminous Life Multiversity. And check out the free courses that I have for you. And also you can see my paid courses. If you think I put a lot into my free resources, then wow, you should see what goes into my paid courses. You can check out my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. Even if you don't want to do astrology professionally, if you want to learn astrology because you love it and you want to learn how to use it for yourself, for your own self-development and help your family and friends, or if you do want to do it professionally, this course is crazy comprehensive and it will prepare you to do whatever you want to do with astrology. So you can see that at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. And the last thing is to make sure to get my book, my new book, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe. It's in every major bookseller. It all in every Barnes and Noble, every Books a Million in the whole United States. It's also everywhere extensively um, throughout the world. You can get it pretty much anywhere. And it will help you to do just that, align with the natural rhythms of the universe. It's a very comprehensive book. And you'll go back to it time and time again for resources on how to use all of the astrological potentials in the best way. You can get it on Audible, you can get it on ebook, and you can get the beautiful hardcover version. So I hope you have a wonderful month, and I'll see you next month. Bye!